Thank you, Rabbi Steinmetz, and the entire congregation, Kilit Jeshurun, for hosting this evening and for being a friend and partner with Chabad since day one. We moved out here close to a quarter century ago. We all owe an eternal debt of gratitude to Rabbi Elkanah Shmatkin and Rabbi Baruch Oberlander for this labor of love, which took over 15 years before the publishing of the book, The Early Years. The early years of the Rebbe, which are really the foundation and the key to help us understand the Rebbe, was truly a closed book. Now we find in the Torah the greatest compliment that Hashem gives Moshe Rabbeinu is that he was the most humble person that ever lived. Reading the book cover to cover, the most striking character trait of the Rebbe, which leaps from every page, from his earliest years, is his modesty. The very fact that we know more about some of our greats who lived hundreds of years ago than the Rebbe, and it took 15 years of painstaking labor just to be able to open a small window, to get a glimpse into the Rebbe's life, speaks volumes about who the Rebbe was. Just an example, on page 408, the Rebbe's father, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, who could not attend the Rebbe's wedding, in a letter to the Rebbe shortly after the wedding, he writes, quote, you were brief, you should have written at length. I want to know what specifically were the words uttered by your father-in-law when he declared, I can state, I gave my daughter to this man where the Rebbe was praising the Rebbe. You conclude with et cetera, et cetera. But this meaning of et cetera, et cetera, I do not know. Report to me his words as they were. This will not be arrogance on your part. For it was not for you who said it. And then you find on page 281, in a conversation with Rabbi Salavechik, the Rav, he declared to Rabbi Chaim Cement of Boston, quote, as much as Hasidim think they know the Rebbe, they should know this. He was a nister, a hidden tzaddik in Berlin, and he is still a nister. There's so much more to his greatness than they know. Just like the very first Rebbe, the Baal Shem Tov, who was hidden and concealed for the first 36 years of his life, it's not despite the fact that he was hidden for 36 years that he became the great Baal Shem Tov. It was precisely because he was hidden for 36 years that he turned out to become the one and only Baal Shem Tov. It's the ultimate paradox. When you forget about yourself, you discover yourself. The more you become fully realized, the more you forget about yourself, the more astonishing are your personal accomplishments. The Talmud says in Erevin, page 13, that he who runs away from greatness, greatness pursues him. As much as the Rebbe ran away from greatness, greatness pursued him. He becomes the son-in-law of the Rebbe, of the previous Rebbe. And his humility never left him. 
and the honor kept on following him. In a world where ego runs amok, absolute and out-of-control ego, who did Hashem choose to lead our generation? The Rebbe, who epitomized the exact opposite. Total humility, absolute egolessness. When the Rebbe, till the advanced age of 89, would stand for hours on Sunday, he was asked to make it a little easier on himself. Rebbe, please sit. You can just as easily distribute the dollars while you're sitting. What was the Rebbe's response? He said, a child of Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, a daughter of Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and is standing in front of me, and I should sit? The Rebbe was in awe of each and every Yid. Our love and respect for the Rebbe was a pale in comparison to the love and respect that the Rebbe had for each and every Jew. Zez Sefer told us Adam, a person's life, you have to study like a Sefer. The revolution of the Baal Shem Tov is that everything in Torah is a lesson. The most abstract teachings in the Torah teach us a personal lesson. And in the Rebbe's tens of thousands of talks over 50 years, there wasn't a single talk which he did not conclude the talk, no matter what subject. And what do we learn from this in our own personal life? How does this change us? How does this inspire us? When we read a book about the Rebbe, it's not just fascinating facts, interesting information, mesmerizing episodes, but a book about the Rebbe is only complete if it challenges us, if it moves us, if it inspires us to change. As a true Jewish leader, the Rebbe shared with us his secret. His personal message to every Jew alive today through his 5,000 shluchim, personal emissaries, literally in every corner in the world, is the concept of shlichus, to live with a sense of mission. To paraphrase President John F. Kennedy, don't ask what God could do for you, ask what you could do for God. And it's not enough to live for ourselves, but every one of us should live to help another yid. And when we live with a sense of mission, it's amazing what each and every one of us could accomplish. And this was the one consistent message of the Rebbe throughout all his years. He always reminded us that we are a unique generation. There's never been a generation of Jews like ours. Our generation is the transitional generation. We are the last generation of exile, and we will be the first generation of Mashiach. It's only by taking the message of the Rebbe's life to heart, by becoming a little more egoless, a little more selfless, a little more refined, that each and every one of us personally, individually, and Klal Yisrael could fulfill our divine mission of bringing Mashiach by accessing our divine neshama located at the very center of our being. Because the truth is that if there's one Rebbe, deep down inside of each and every one of us, there's a little Rebbe. And it's up to us to reveal the Rebbe inside of us.